The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, the host of Loving That Sports Talk, and I got my co-host, Terry Jackson. Hey there, Terry. I'm here, and I'm ready to go, love. You know what, Terry? I'm a little bit under the weather today, really bad, but I couldn't let this show go by today. Absolutely not. You know, we got a lot to talk about. You know, I don't. You ever notice when Tebow come up, Galen don't call in, right? <laughs> I did holler at Galen a little bit. Uh, okay. Well, well, he should call in, right? He should. He, he probably will. Okay. Well, Terry, we might as well jump right on into it. First thing first is this Peyton Manning, you know. Uh, I'm very surprised. I thought Peyton will would have went to the 49ers. You know, better team. You know, you're gonna win, and you gotta look at Peyton. I don't think he had that many years, so you're gonna go where you're gonna figure you're gonna win, right? You would think. Um, I I don't know the reason for his decision. Um, other than that, I think the Broncos jumped on him real early, and um, kind of had his ear and never let it go is probably what happened. I mean, there, it's not logical that he go to the Broncos, in, in my opinion. I mean, like you said, the 49ers, you would have think would have been a better, would have been a better op, but they're talking about, oh, he didn't want to go up against his brother and, and that kind of thing, and if he wants to win the Super Bowl, he wants it to be a true win, not in a, a championship game and that kind of thing. So I don't know how much they had to play, but I'm surprised he went to the Broncos. Well, I, you know what? I'm very surprised. I know that that knocks out Tebow, which we got to get into that. But you know, I had an anonymous caller. They want to talk. They want to, you know, talk about all this Tebow stuff. But they like got some questions for us. First one was, what can Denver gain by getting rid of Tebow? You know, Terry, I think they got to get rid of him because you can't have the the, the fans sitting there chanting Tebow when Peyton Manning throw interception or having a bad game. You, you, do you agree with that? I definitely agree with that, and I think that's one of the main reasons why they did, because as long as Tebow's there, there's a possibility for a uh, quarterback controversy and issues, especially being that he's got such a strong fan base anyway. But I don't think anybody can argue the fact that Peyton Manning's a better quarterback. He's, he's going he's gonna to take this team in places that Tebow probably can't take them for another two or three years. So you have that aspect of it, but still... I think that there's room for a quarterback controversy if Tebow was to stay there, and I think that's the reason, one of the reasons why they got rid of him. Well, you know, they said what he got to gain. They're going to gain a lot because you're going to have it where you just focus on Peyton Manning. You ain't focus on, you know, all this like, you know, why Tebow not playing, why yeah, this and that. You know, so basically I think it's just you focus on it right now, you focus on 
Let Peyton run that offense. It's a post-style offense. It ain't that uh, running stuff, whatever Tebow doing. And then, you know, I think they have more. I don't think they, I think they will go and at least win two playoff games, but Super Bowl not this year, maybe next year. Uh, I'm, I see, and I'm not so quick to jump on that bandwagon either. Um, I, I don't know that he's going to take him as fast as, um, as fast as people might think. And I only think Peyton's probably got another good two or three years in him, maybe three at the most. Um, so that, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah, so what do you think? You think the Super Bowl this year or what? No, I, I, I don't think so. Uh, I, I think that's a little bit too early. I, you know, don't get me wrong. Peyton Manning's a great quarterback, but I mean, you you, you need more than that. Um, and and things need to fall into play. You you got to deal with injuries and everything else. And it's way too early to be talking about Peyton Manning taking them to the Super Bowl. Well, and then you can't say that. I mean, look what Denver won that one game. Look what the games they won, Terry, with with Tebow. I think Peyton Manning's a better, you know. Right, but they got a weak division, love. Their division is weak, man. They won it with eight wins. I mean, come on. Peyton Manning's going to shatter that. I'm not saying they're not going to make it to the playoffs. Well, I mean, where do you see them this year, then, Terry? Say that again? How many wins do you see uh, them having this year? Oh, I think maybe around the 10-11 mark. 10, 11, I got you beat on. I think they'll win at least 12, 13. Okay. Easy, easy. You got to look at, like you say, that division is weak. I know, but you got to understand that they don't, they don't just play division games. They play outside the division. So, Did you see the schedule they had? They got Cleveland. They had, um, uh, God, I mean, you know, you know, you got New England, which I think New England is falling off the map now. I don't. I don't think New England's going to fall anywhere. <laughs> well, I tell you what. You know, I guess we've been waiting on this. I thought he was going to fake us out, but Galen, Galen's on the line. <laughs> That's right. Are you there, Galen? I'm here. I'm here. Galen, you know what? I'm getting tired of my phone blowing up asking uh-huh. what Galen going to say now. What? What am I going to say? <laughs> yeah, like I said. Go like jump I... right in, Galen. Hold on one second. What'd you say, Loving? Go ahead, jump right in. What do you think? About the trade? Or about the Manning? Yeah. Oh, you know, the Broncos did what's best for their organization. And if I was John Elway, like I said last week, I would have done the same thing. I mean, you got to look out for the organization. It's a, it's a tough business. But, uh, you know, it's part of football. It's the business part of business side of, the, um, of football. And you got to do what's best for your organization. And... Having a player like Peyton Manning available uh, to come in to help out the Broncos, you can't pass that up. So, of course, I mean, I like Tebow, but I mean, a Peyton Manning is a is a he's a Hall of Famer. He's probably one of the best quarterbacks of all time. You can't pass that up. Hey, he's our humble now, don't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always said, just give Tebow a chance, and when you gave him a chance, what did he do? You, you know what, David? And we sat here, and everybody like Tebow, Tebow. But look, I mean, what Tebow gonna go now? I mean, that's the next thing. Is like he's not gonna start for any other team. You think so? He already got traded to the Jets. So, so and you hear why he went to the Jets, right? 
Yeah, they want to make them, you know, they want somebody good for the locker room. Locker room, that's it. Rah, rah, and be a locker room guy, right? Well, you don't just trade a player for the locker room. I mean, you gotta have, he's going to be able to do something for the organization. I mean, yeah, of course, he. but the locker room, is, I mean, his presence in the locker room in Denver helped t- change that team from a, a one-in-four team into a playoff team. So, you know, there's got to be a lot to be said about what he does. So, What do you think, Tech? Well, here's what I think. I think that Tim Tebow is going to be a great quarterback. Um with some time and some work. Um, it was an unfair decision for them to draft that kid the way they did. He should have had the chance that Mark Sanchez had. And all these other quarterbacks that got drafted first, and he didn't get that. He didn't get that chance. What the heck? He was kind of put into a into a bad situation from the start, but what I, one thing I really like about Tim Tebow is his work ethic. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a football player, and and he wants to be good. He wants to work. He wants to learn, and that's that's what I really enjoy about him. Mm-hmm. Hello, hello. Yeah, but you think about that, Terry. Is that was the only team fit for him? Was Denver? Well, I, I, why do you say? Well, who else going to run that pro, that offense that Tebow did at Denver? They started that offense because of Tebow. That wasn't the Denver Bronco offense. That's the reason that they put that offense in was because of Tebow. I don't think if I'm drafting Tebow and I'm scouting him and I look back and I see the way he's passing the ball and the way he drops back and throws the ball, I'm not going to draft him as my first round. I want somebody that can play right now. Well, I would have drafted Tebow, but Tebow would have been—he would have been backing up somebody. I mean, I don't care how great of a record he had in in in, in, uh, in Florida or in, in college. He's not an NFL quarterback yet. I I, I generally agree, disagree with that. Once you, Gala? Well, I mean. He's not on the level of a Peyton Manning. I mean, I mean, he went in and he won some games for Denver Broncos. There's no, you, can't, you can't take that away. I mean, he won games. Uh, he made some big plays. And so you can't take that away. He's head to head with Mark Sanchez. And they, and they so, well, I mean, what can you say? Uh, I mean, he has a lot to do with that as well. But, you know, he protected the ball for the most part. Um, he went in, he gave his team an opportunity to win, and, and, and they won. So, And they won a playoff game. So, I mean, you can't discount what Tebow did last year just because someone picks up a, a player like a Peyton, Peyton Manning. I mean, Peyton now Manning that, is, is one of the best of all time. That I agree with, 100%. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I would have done the same thing Elway did. And you're trying to make your team the best. You're trying to put the best product you can out there on the field uh, as a general manager, and that's what uh, that's what John Elway did. And you know, it's, and for Tebow, he has to understand it's a business, and they're going to do what's best for the organization first. In fact, me and Terry was talking just the other day. It's the business of of football that 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 uh, Tebow got caught up in because if Peyton Manning 
was not available, then Denver probably would have stick stuck with with uh, with um, Tebow. So, but being that uh, he was available, then you know Tebow has to go somewhere else. Right. Absolutely, I agree with that. So we got to look at it that way too. It was a business move. Oh, yeah. It wasn't that you're looking at Tebow what he did for Denver. Is that fair to say? Say it yeah. Again. I mean, it's, 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 it's totally fair. I mean, it has to be a business move because you can't do what Tebow did. Promise that he's going to probably be your starting quarterback next year, and then you know a Peyton Manning comes along. That's a business move. Tebow was already promised to start. Well, guys, what we got to do, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the teams that T-Ball was uh, looking in and getting them. So, this is Jerry Loving, host of Loving Sports Talk, and Sir Jackson back, and we got a T-Ball analyst, Galen Saxon, in the show. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. This is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional. Take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports have become a big part of everyone's lives today. We all have that team that we live and breathe to follow. We watch hours of football on TV, play Madden sports on our gaming system, and our wives can't seem to tear us from the couch. If this sounds like you, or if you're a football wife who wants a few words, we want to hear from you. Listen for Life, Love, and Sports, featuring your host, Ron Dixon. Ron takes you inside the world of sports and finds out what you, the fan, are talking about today. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, back with host of Loving That Sports Talk. And like we ended the conversation with Galen about Tebow. Well, Terry, Galen, um... There was three teams after Tebow for the trade. The Jets, which one he went to. 
then they said um, they kind of wanted him to go to Jacksonville, which I think he should have because of the fan bases. And then the third team was, do you guys remember? Um, the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. What do you guys think about that? Well, <laughs> go ahead, Terry. Um, I, I, the Packers probably would have been okay if, if Tebow was going to be a backup, you know? Um, if he's going to learn, if they're going to develop him. For his career, that probably would have been a good move. Uh, Jacksonville, I don't understand, just because he's from there. I mean, they just signed two quarterbacks, so I don't get that one. Um, that's, that's where he wanted to go. The Jets, I'm not quite sure I understand that either, because the locker room aspect of things, if you're a coach and your locker room's out of control and you're going to have a Tebow come in and try to help you with that, that's ridiculous. You shouldn't be coaching. Um, my opinion. But I think that Tebow should have went somewhere where he could get tutored because, like I said, I think he's, he's, he's going to be a good quarterback because of his work ethic and him wanting to learn. What do you think, Gaylor? Well, I just think underlying, I mean, they're unhappy with Sanchez. And so if the you know wheels fall off with Sanchez next year, I'm pretty sure those Jet fans are going to be screaming Tebow. And it's going to be the same situation that he got into here at the Broncos. And I think it's underlying is that, you know, they just basically, if, if uh, Sanchez doesn't step up to the plate this year, it's going to be uh, Tebow's um, team, and they're going to go with him and run whatever offense it takes to be successful. Hey, I, I kind of warned you guys about Sanchez a couple shows ago, mm-hmm. I remember. Um, and like I said, if they're looking to oust him out, that's that's probably why Tebow's there because they're not comfortable with him. And I don't I don't think uh, the locker room is comfortable with Sanchez. If you want to know, well, about it. I'm glad you guys brought that up because Galen, you said something that was very interesting. Do you think that's going to be another thing in Denver with Sanchez when he's doing bad? Are they going to be screaming for Tebow? What'd you say now, love? Do you think that's going to be like another thing that happened in Denver with Tebow when Sanchez doing bad? Mm-hmm. Are the fans going to be hollering for Tebow? Probably. I mean, you you got to, as a general manager, you got to understand that the Tebow cult following is pretty pretty large. And so, you know, I mean, fans <laughs> from all over the nation are going to be talking about, well, give Tebow a chance if Sanchez fails, you know. But they may not be all Sanchez. I mean, like I said last year, their defense has, didn't step up to the plate this past season. And so... um they have to address some issues on that side of the ball as well. But, you know, if, if Sanchez goes in and, and struggles and, you know, they come out of the gate next year, one and three, or, you know, one, like the Broncos did this year, one and four, you can bet Tebow will be right in there. You know, the thing, the thing I think about it is, is Sanchez has been a quarterback for how long for the Jets? Is it three or four years? This will be his fourth season, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I don't think he's he's gained much, See, and that's why I think they're they're thinking. All right, well, we've got three years of this kid, and this is we're still seeing the same stuff. You know, it, it, it's, it's time we might have to move on. Um, slip Tebow in there, you know. You know what, I don't know. You know, you know, Terry. I got to cut you off too, because that makes me mad when you say that. Because look at Romo. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm uh, not every day mad. But what? <laughs> you talk about Romo. <laughs> You can't sit there and sit and compare Romo to Sanchez. You just but, can't but do you, it. But you're saying Sanchez 
after three or four years. Yeah, look at Romo. Romo been there long. Am I right, Gaylor? And he Sanchez was drafted through. to the Jets. Sanchez went to the Jets first, right? The first round. Am I, am I right? Yeah. And he's done his three years. I'm telling you, I don't. I haven't seen much growth. Well, that's 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 what I see. I haven't seen much growth, and obviously they haven't seen much either. Because they got they got people coming. Yeah. Well, I, you know, like I said previous shows, I I believe it takes about five years to develop a quarterback in this league um, for the game for they before they really really understand the game. You know, there's only a few exceptions to that rule, but um, you know, Peyton Manning is one of those exceptions. Uh, but let me ask you guys this: Why people haven't did no interviews? What do you mean, get no interview? He has a contract. He had to be traded. So he ain't been in front of the cameras like he was before when he was winning. Why he's not in there now saying something, right? <laughs> oh, you mean interviews for the, uh, well, you know, I mean, he, he's he been put in that situation, man. So it's not his fault. It's nothing. He's not running from nothing. So he just, he's got put in that situation, man. You know, what you trying to say about Tebow, then? What you trying to say about well, Go ahead, Derek. No, that was that was uh, that was Galen. Oh, I'm sorry, Galen. Go ahead. No, what were you trying to say about Tebow? I was just trying to say is he he got this image, and if, if somebody tell me if they only well, uh, let me say it, me, I would do it. If somebody tell me this won't be on the team just for the locker room to do a hurrah hurrah, I'm gonna feel offended by that. And that's what the judge said. It they came blatantly out and said we just want Tebow for the locker room and change the locker room. Because the locker room, the Jets locker room is out of control. So what people are coming there and say prayer for them and it's going to be better? Well, let me inform you of something. How many people you know, how many people you know, how many players, based on your experience that you know, can affect the locker room without playing? Yeah, I agree with you because when I with the Eagles, they said I was good because, you know, I was laughing and making it funny in there. You're right. So You're right. obviously they're going to put him at, in some type of role where he can be a leader, not only vocally in the locker room, but also on the field. Because but isn't that isn't that offended though after you just started and brought the Broncos to this and that, and now you come to be a cheerleader, Gaylor? Come on, no, come on, man. Like I said, he's going to be more than the leader than in the locker room. He's going to be on the field as well. It's got to be. You can't lead just by in the locker room. You got to be on the field to lead guys. So obviously they have a role for him. Tony Sperano was there. They were big into the Wildcat offense when he was in Miami, and that's probably one of the main reasons why Tebow was there is because he can run that, and they're probably going to put in a special package for him and develop him as a quarterback. So it's not like Tebow is not going to have a role on that team as it starts playing. He's going to have a role. It's just what what that role is going to be. And what and obviously they have a plan for him, and so he's not going to just come there for the locker room. And, and nobody's going to respect him if he's not playing. But so he's going to be playing in some role. Well, Galen and Love, let me ask you this question real quick. Do you think that a wildcat can work part time? For a the reason, long time? the reason I think that the Broncos were successful with Tebow is because that was their offense. That's what they ran the whole time. You know, it wasn't necessarily a wildcat thing, but but you know, it was kind of like that. How do you think that that can be successful running that part time with the Tebow and Sanchez coming in? I've seen teams try to do that, man, and I don't think it works. 
I think it, I think it works if you run it full time like the Broncos did. Right, they but you have to run it full time. That's my point, Gail. Yeah, You're gonna have to run it full time. Russian, you know, they led the league in rushing and by beating up teams. But you and, have to do it full time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I understand that. Yep. I'm the so you can't do it a part time and have that work. I don't yeah. think it's gonna work. To me, I think you do whatever it takes to win. Now, you know, they want to pass the ball, and uh, the Broncos I'm talking about, and, you know, they want to pass the ball, so that's, you know, they got a passing quarterback, you know. So, uh, but if you want to beat teams up, and if you have a good defense, and you can run the ball, you're at least 75% to the Super Bowl if you can run the ball and you have good defense, at least 75%. I I don't think so either, Terry. I'm with you on that because – you know, you're going to get back and you're going to get everybody mad at Sanchez. Because, you know, last year, they already had Sanchez here. They wanted him out of there. Yeah. You know? So, I think it's going to go again. Like, you know, they got everybody going to Sanchez going to be playing better. It'll be yelling at T-Bow. But come in, it's, it's going to be another situation where it can't work. You you, you got LaDamian Thomas is not coming back. That offense is a lot different than Denver. You agree, there? I, I, I agree. I mean, they got rid of Brandon Marshall. They, I mean, or... Uh, that was Miami, I guess. Oh, yeah. You're thinking about the other one. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about my. I'm thinking about Sperano in Miami, but right. no, I don't know. I, I feel, I feel that they're bringing Tebow in there for a reason, and in my opinion, I think it's to get Sanchez out of there. I mean, I, I think they're fed up with him. I, I don't think they're seeing what they wanted to see out of him. And Rex tried to protect him, like I said a few shows ago. I think he tried to protect him the best he could, but. When that locker room around you is sitting there angry at you or blaming you and saying, quit babying this kid, something's going on, man. And I, I think I think they're trying to get him out of there. Would you get him out of there with Tebow? I would have got somebody better well, than him. they're going to do something. Uh, he's not coming there for no reason. Just like Galen said, the guy, if he's coming there, he's got to be on the field, right? That's right. So what are they going to do with him? Are they going to do, a, okay, four games and then Sanchez, you didn't, you didn't win us? So now we're going to stick in Tebow for the rest of the season? Is that the kind of thing they're going to do, give him six games? I mean, what's going to happen? Because you cannot run a Wildcat offense part-time and, and be successful. I don't, I don't believe you can. The only thing about Tebow running that Wildcat offense that's a little bit better than what Sperano had in Miami is that Tim Tebow was a much uh, uh, better pass threat than anything he had in, in Miami. Much better. I mean, if you're going to relate, if you're going to compare him to Peyton Manning and all those passing quarterbacks and Rodgers, of course he's not on that level. But as it relates to the people who are running the Wildcat offense in Miami and those other teams, the quarterback threat that Tebow is, as far as passing the ball, is much greater than the ones that they had. You knew they were going to run the ball when Ricky Williams lined up at quarterback in, in the Wildcat. You know. Mm-hmm. And so with Tebow being there, you don't necessarily know that. So if you crowd the line of scrimmage, i.e. the Pittsburgh line, uh, Steelers in the playoffs, and you think you're going to make Tebow beat you with his arm and he does it like he did, then it's a much greater threat. So I would say, you know, you probably could do it part-time, but there's a much greater threat with Tebow at quarterback. Let me ask you this, Kevin, since you got all that. You know how Santana Holmes got mad at um, Sanchez when he wasn't getting the ball? Uh-huh. Think about people going there and getting the ball, throwing the ball. Well, Santonio Holmes, like, I mean, again, if they're just going to run a package for Tebow, then... Dr. Colbert got mad. So what? But that, that, well, they were getting mad because Sanchez was getting them the ball. So what's the difference? But Tebow is no better than Sanchez. 
but they're running a different package. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, if they first of all, Centennial Holmes got to worry about his own issues on the field that he had. <laughs> okay, so he has some problems. He can't be looking and pointing the finger at everybody else. He dropped several balls last year, and his attitude was horrible for the team. So he needs to look himself in the mirror for anything. So, I mean, again, you know, Tebow brings a lot to the table other than, you know, throwing the ball. He brings a lot more than that, and that's what the Broncos experienced last year. It was a tough decision for John Elway to make to do that, you know, because he liked the kid, but he just didn't believe that he could probably develop it into a Peyton Manning, and a Peyton Manning is there, and you've got to do it. You have to, you have to pick up a Peyton Manning. Well, who's going to back up Peyton? I don't know. That's the, that's the question right there. That's a good question, Terry. Well, what are they going to do with that? Who's going to back him up? Well, this one we're going to do, we're going to take another break. Right, we'll come back. we got some other stuff to talk about with the Saints. Saints oh, are yeah. actually in a little bit oh, yeah. of trouble now. So yeah, yeah. Let's take another break, and we'll come back. We'll talk about that. flagship station for sports voice america sports have we got a high energy all access sports show for you it's outside the huddle starring lemond williams each week join lemond as he takes callers discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life, from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. He'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jack Loving, back hosting Loving That Sports Talk. 
And you know what, Terry, you guys brought up uh, a good thing when we were on break. You know, why didn't Peyton Manning go to the 49ers or the Tennessee? I think, you know, Terry, you were saying, you know, they got Randy Moss now. They almost went to the Super Bowl last year. And Galen, you were saying, Tennessee, they were going to give him the key to the city. Mm-hmm. Why do you guys think that he didn't pick those other teams? Well, I, I don't know, love. And uh, I'm kind of, you know, that it's just strange that he picked the Broncos. I mean, and a lot of the Bronco fans are surprised as well. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what lured him there. Um, I really don't. Uh, other than John Elway, maybe he's, you know, secretly a, a, a great John Elway fan, and I, I don't know. Well, he had mentioned yesterday during his press conference that he really admired Elway, and they had a relationship with one another, and. You know, that was the first team he visited, and sometimes the first impression is the one you go by the most. And so I don't know why either. I mean, they're really it doesn't make sense to me because as I look at the Bronco organization, you know, about the best thing they have is the kicking game. I don't think their defense is all that stout, and uh, I think they got a lot of work to do there. Their offensive line is not that good, so he's going to be under duress. You know, Tim Tebow at least could get away from the sack, so, you know, they're going to have to make some big upgrades as far as the line and then also defensive front-wise, I just think that, you know, the Broncos aren't going to, I don't know, I don't think they're going to be too much better than they were this year. Well, the Broncos, go ahead, Terry, go ahead. No, well, I was just going to say, I thought the Broncos' defense wasn't bad at all. Uh, I mean, they got some pretty decent DBs, and and they was getting penetration. They, I mean, they, they, were, they were putting it on them, uh, especially Pittsburgh. But offensively, uh, oh, they're, they're going to struggle. I mean, they they got to pick up some more receivers. Cause Decker ain't gonna be able to do it by himself. Who's the, who's their number one? Thomas. You know, um, you know Thomas is good. Like yeah, Terry, but I mean, Terry, let me light up at the game real quick. <laughs> made like the whole team was bad. So, you, what you trying to say, Gavin, is Tebow won those games for them last year? I'm like Terry. They had a great defense. That was winning those games. But Galen said the defense and all the guys a kicker. Who won the games, Galen? Come on, man. No, I'm, not, I'm just saying I don't think their defense is stout. Like I said, they're not a Pittsburgh Steelers defense or a Raven defense or shoot, even a New England defense. They're just, I mean, they played against some bad offenses. Basically, Kansas City is a bad offense. Um, so they were able to stop those types of teams. But when they went up against teams like New England, that they couldn't even stop them. It was like a paper bag. And against those types of offenses, Green Bay against uh, Detroit, all those offenses that are prolific, look at the Broncos and what they did. The Broncos' defense could not stop them. They did not have a punt. So that's what I'm talking about. So if they go against Kansas City, of course, they, they're all right to do it against them or the, or the L.A. Raiders. Okay, that's fine. But they cannot stop a prolific-style offense, and that's what they need. Do you agree with that, Terry? Well, to a certain extent. I mean, like I said, their division, I think they're killing their division. But it's outside their division. What we talked about before, love, they, they don't just play division games, you know? Yeah, but like Jalen said, you got Kansas City, what, two games? You got Cleveland, two games. That's four wins right there, right? Mm-hmm. Cleveland, they don't have two games, but they have, they, they, you know, the only prolific offense really in the, um, other than probably the Broncos now with Peyton, it would be the San Diego Chargers, you know? Yeah. That would be the only one. Otherwise, you know, Kansas City, no. The Raiders, no. 
and so you you face those teams, especially coming down the stretch, and that's who you know Denver faced, and some other pitiful teams like Miami. They beat you know Jacksonville. Uh, all those teams they don't have any threats. Uh, Minnesota was another team that they beat. Those those uh, offenses are ridiculously poor, and so of course the Denver defense looked real good, but once. New England came to town. Detroit was a really highly prolific offense. What happened there? So, you know, their defense, they had good stats against bad teams, but against the good offensive teams, um, teams like Green Bay, New Orleans, those types of teams, they don't have a chance with that type of defense. Now, I like some of the draft picks they did last year, really good, you know, with Vaughn, the the linebacker, Miller. Uh, he's He's a good player, and they need to keep on getting draft picks like that. You know what, guys, what I want to do next week, I'll get all the questions So we, you know, for the Tebow thing because I don't want to uh, miss out on talking about the Saints thing, but what we'll do, we'll get all the questions from this week and after next week with the Tebow because there's a lot. And then there was a few for you too, Terry, about Orton with um, Dallas. So, But, you know, I want to jump on this uh, Saints thing. Help me out, Terry Gaylor. When, when um, Belichick did the spy thing, I think that was the worst thing he ever could do. And they just slapped him on the wrist. Don't do it again. But you have the New Orleans Saints where they go and they have a bounty where you hit somebody and hurt them, they get paid. Why did he get such a big fine and Belichick got slapped on the wrist? Well, and I think Goodell said it. I mean, they're, they're trying to, to um, amp up the safety of players. And that's a big thing now with the concussions and, and these illegal hits, quote-unquote. I think that's why you see the the big fine and the big suspensions. You know what? Uh, here's the problem, um, Love. They were warned several times, okay? Belichick didn't get warned. and It's not like they knew he was doing Spygate. So he got busted, and so from that, they went ahead and exacted punishment. But with the New Orleans Saints, they were warned several times to get rid of that bounty pr- uh, program, and they continued to run it. And so if you're going to, you know, uh, snub your nose at the authority in the NFL, then you're gonna exact, you know, you're gonna reap what you sow. And so, what happened was, it's just, you know, two or three times they told them to get rid of it. They didn't. They continued uh, operating under that same system, and this is the result of it. So, it, I think it's just. Okay, Gary, and then answer me this. Hey, you too, Terry. Help me out. You said they were wrong. Okay, but when a player does something, they get detained. But you got your coach as a high authority. They should know better, Kayla. I don't care if Ben Warren or not. Belichick should know better. He hired them the players. Am I right there? Yeah, he hired them. I mean, yeah. But here's the thing. If Sean Payton knew about this and he continued to let it go, yeah. um, then he's responsible. That's right. You know, I mean, if, if you as a boss know that one of your subordinates is doing something wrong and you you failed to do anything about it, you basically agree with it, i.e. Joe Paterno, you know? So I, I hate that he got suspended for the whole year because I think Sean Payton's a great guy. I think he's a wonderful coach. I, I hate to see that for him, and I, I would just hate to to think that he knew that stuff like that was going on and, and did absolutely nothing about it. Well, especially if you've been warned by the commission to get rid of the program. Well, they, yeah, they had been looked into earlier on, I mean, yeah. some years before. Yeah, so, I mean, Jayla, come on. Terry, that goes on in high school and college. You all men are here, they give you a star in your helmet. Am I right? Yeah. Love, I, 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 I've never heard of that. 
If, come on, you've never heard that, Galen? Come on. Yeah, sure, no, I've heard of it in the NFL, but when I was coming up through high school, I right? like that. Well, I mean, a star is totally different than, uh, than you know, thousands of dollars. They just get money. You know, money is a, is a, is a big incentive. But I, I can't see, at least in the highlights that they show us on ESPN, where the hits that take, that hurt people were illegal or anything like that. They were just physical hits, and that's part of the game. And if the person right. had a hit hard and they were injured, well, that's part of the game. So I didn't see them make taking cheap shots to try to get money for the bounty for sure. You know, but because uh, the ones they show don't show any cheap shots. But they're you know, it's, it's really I don't as a, as a defensive player, I don't need the extra money to want to go out there and knock somebody out. Absolutely, that's the I question I it. had: is why did they need to get paid yeah. to go do that? I'm not going to try to do that anyway. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's something you do in film room. Come on, you guys know how film room is. When you see somebody, Terry, when you run the ball, run some linebacker over, like whoa, and they play it over and over, right? Yeah, yeah, when you come by and you stick somebody, knock them all, you know, oh, when the receiver block back on the corner and knock them all, it's like there's something in film room, right? Yeah. But but where does the bounty come into the play, though? That's just playing football. That's doing something great, and you get rewarded during film. Where does the bounty come in? Where does I want you to put Brett Favre out of the game, and you're going to get $1,500. I don't get that. Taylor, they never said, hey, Stick that running back hard, make sure he get hurt and come out of the game. He don't want to carry the ball again, right? Make him fumble. You well, ever heard that, Galen? Well, of course, we want we want to send a message for sure. We don't want the running back, if he runs a 4-5, we want to run in a 5-5, five, five, scared to run the ball. So we're going to try to pound him, you know. And so, of course, we are, you know. Uh, but, you know, for me, uh, you know, having a bounty program and, and an incentive program with that bounty program, it's just not right because you don't want anybody to be injured in the game. Um, because that's the, that's their livelihood, man. But but isn't that the game? I'm gonna put a hit on this running back that he yeah. he heard that he won't run the ball again, right? It's the game, but the bounty's not the game, right? I think that's the word that they use them because it's, it's so bad and like you know. But it's the same thing, like I say, you do in high school and college with the stickers, you know. Get knock them out, and you hey, you feel room, hey, that was a good block, um, Terry. They go sticker for you, knock that guy out, right? <laughs> yeah, stickers are good, but you know, five thousand dollars is better. <laughs> I mean, five thousand dollars is going to give you a lot more motivation than a sticker. Yeah, because you ain't got to get no stickers in, in the pros, Terry. Okay, you get you a, a, a scroll right here. You like, man, get that out of here. Get hey, some shoot, give me that five. Shoot, I will take the five. <laughs> you get more of that. You get take that trip to Jamaica like Terry did. <laughs> Five, hey, I'm, you know, maybe but, Terry's on the bounty. That's how he got to go to Jamaica, right, Gabe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll I tell you a story. When I was at NFL, Deion Sanders was a rookie when I was with uh, the Atlanta Falcons. And mm-hmm. and so when he came in, he held out until like two days before our first game. But when he came in, he gave us an incentive. We was like, who's Deion? You know, who's he think he is? And then he came in, he started talking and addressing the team, and he said, if... <clears throat> If I run back a punt or kickoff today or any time this season, I'm going to buy everybody on that particular special team a Gucci watch. Now, me being on the special teams, all of us was like hyped up because we wanted to block as hard as we could for Deion Sanders so that we can get those Gucci Gucci watches, you know. But we weren't trying to hurt nobody doing it. We just, when he ran back a kick, we got a Gucci, and sure enough, he did. And, 
and we got some Gucci watches. So, uh, you know, I mean, there's there's incentives like that, but it's not intended to to hurt anybody. Right. Yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to take another break, our last break, and we come back, we'll talk about if Galen got that Gucci watch, you know. <laughs> because Terry already got his Jamaican trip, so let's see if Galen got his Gucci watch. We'll be right back after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia college sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jay Loving back host of Love That Sports Talk, and we got Terry Jack Cole from there, and then we got our old Galen Tebow to the Jets, won't be with the Jets. <laughs> you know what, Terry, when we went to break, Galen, I said I'm going to keep my mouth shut, but I can't. You know, Galen <laughs> gave us a little info on what you're going to tell the listeners that it seemed like nobody won't Tebow, Terry. Go ahead, Galen. <laughs> Nobody wants to see him. <laughs> no, no. Obviously, the Jets want him, and there's some other teams out there who want him or wanted him. So, you know, he has an opportunity still. Well, you said the Jets now that they might the deal ain't done with the Jets, so he might be going somewhere else, right, Galen? Well, a team can step in and 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 do a different deal, and maybe the Broncos may take that, but but it's not you know it's not finalized on paper yet. I got a good team, Galen, and a listener called to me email. What about the Colorado Storm? 
Airway on that, right? Hey, obviously, whoever emails you that doesn't have any sense at all. They just like they're just like you. They, they, they don't know football. Period. <laughs> well, well, let's look at it this way. Okay, we got Peyton Manning. This is what happened with every team. You had a number one quarterback, but they don't never have a backup to come in and fill for. Denver don't have one. They got rid of Brady Quinn. He went to uh, Kansas City. Who's that backup? And that would normally hurt teams when they start playing. Hurt no backup didn't come in. Look at Dallas. So who who do you think, guys? Well, I I don't know who could possibly come in and back him up. I mean, they're they're going to have to find somebody, uh, but I don't know who that's going to be. Yeah, I don't Galen, know either. I don't do even you know who's out there. Draft pick, Galen, or what? What's that? Do you think they could go out and get a draft pick and bring him along? Uh, they could. I mean, you know, someone who has a good arm, who's intelligent. I mean, that's, I mean, that might be. Maybe they have somebody in mind as it relates to the draft, but they're going to have to bring in more than one. Uh, you know, you're going to need at least three quarterbacks on the roster. You know, so you know, you might want to get a veteran, someone who, who has some experience, so that if something does happen to Peyton Manning, they can step in. And then you might want a younger guy too, who can give you some youth at the position and. uh Someone you may long term because Peyton Manning's only a short term fix. Maybe in the next three years or so, three to five years, he might be out of there. So, you know, it's not a long term fix for them as well. So, you know, uh, we'll have to see as the time goes on. I talked to a gentleman you guys know last week, Sean Williams. We talked last week, and he kept telling me, "What about Donovan McNabb? What about Donovan, guys? Nobody's talking about him." Does Donovan want to play football anymore? I mean, that's the question you got to ask Donovan. I don't, I don't know that he wants to play football anymore. Yeah, man, when I watched Donovan play last year, man, I just didn't see him. There was no fire, you know. There was just no fire, you know. And you could see in his play, you know, it just was nothing, nothing really there. So I don't know if he, you know, by him being cut last year, if that's going to put a little bit more spark up under him. But I just didn't see it in him last year, you know. Do you think it was the wrong team for him or... I mean, because I thought Minnesota was the best fit for him because, you know, you got running back in Minnesota. You know, I think if Donovan was there, there that year that Brett Favre was there, they would have went to the Super Bowl. You I, thought agree? The, I thought the Eagles were the best fit for, for Donovan. I don't think he ever should have left there. Yeah. I, have I, I, believe, on that. I can't believe the Eagles came out of your mouth, Terry. Hey, why? I, I ain't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm a Cowboys fan. But I'm a realist. I think Donovan should have stayed there. Um, why he ever left, you know, why he had to leave, why they felt he needed to be gone, uh, that's just too bad because he was the face of the Philadelphia Eagles for how long? Every quarterback the Eagles have always had been been, been the face of the Eagles. Randall Cunningham, Donovan McNabb. Well, is it, is it your backup is to come in and, you know, win and maybe play one or two games, your quarterback had an injury or something like that? It's not to play more than six games. And I think that's what's so good about Charlie back from Pittsburgh. You know, Charlie comes in when, you know, he played great for one game, don't lose a game, and that's it. Yeah. Donovan can't do that? No, man. And, and, and is Donovan willing to do that? Is that? Does Donovan want a backup role? How are you going to come from being a superstar to a backup? How, what is that going to do to your ego, you know? I mean, who, who knows if that's what Donovan wants? Yeah, and Batch has known his role in the NFL for a long time, so, you know, it's, that's no problem for him, and he's used to that and stuff. I don't know if McNabb can do that, you know. What about-
what about the, um, uh, uh, what's his name from Texas, uh, uh, Longhorns? Who? From Longhorns. And he backed up uh, uh, Michael Vick last year. Oh, you talking about uh, um, Vince Young? Vince Young, was he, was he, has he signed with anybody? No, I don't know that anybody yet. wants to sign Vince Young. He comes with too much baggage. <laughs> yeah. You never know what you're going to get from Vince. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get him to take off and, and leave for a week. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> yeah, hey, what do you guys I think, think about Hines retiring? I think those guys like that, you know, Vince uh, Russell, the guy from LSU that came to the Raiders, those guys just can't take that number one pick and that pressure, guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hey, what about Hines Ward from Pittsburgh? He quit. Yeah, Hines. Yeah, I think he did a good. He did the right thing. You know, he had a great they career. Pittsburgh oh, yeah. should have him a little bit better, guys. Huh? They should have treated him a little bit better. What were yeah. they supposed to do? Yeah, they. Can't well, he said he'd take a pay cut just to be there another year. Just no. give him the minimum. That's they, what you're giving all these other guys, right? Can't do it, man. They don't. There's like we, me and Terry's talking. There's no loyalty in the NFL. Uh-uh. It's not for long, and there's no loyalty for. Don, you know, there's no loyalty for Donna McNabb. There's no loyalty for McNair. There's no loyalty for Peyton Manning. There's just no loyalty. There's no loyalty for Tebow. There's no loyalty for Tebow. There's no loyalty. It's all about business. It's all business, and that I think is hurting our game mm-hmm. of football. I really do because when I grew up, and then when you guys grew up, you had that player that you just loved, and that player stayed with them. When Tony Dorsett left, and Herschel Walker, they left the Cowboys. I'm like, I'm thinking in my mind, you guys were supposed to be Cowboys for life, you know? It was hard for me to watch them in that Broncos uniform and in the Vikings uniform. I'm, you know, that was the, the, the great thing about it, you know, when you were growing up, is that these guys were the faces of the team, and, and they were your your guys, and they stayed with you until, you until they retired, you know? But it's not like that anymore. They'll get rid of you in a second. I think you said the key thing, Terry, because we look at it like they should be playing and start forever. But, you know, like you say, the one guy on TV who said that, you know, these younger guys coming in there, fresher legs and no, you know, sooner or later, Terry, we got to feel, realize that, you know, uh, uh, Tony Dorsett or uh, Emma Smith, they're going to have to play a role play and, and sit on the bench. And, and they did. They had, they, they did do that, you know, and I just, yeah, I, it's just sad. And well, usually well, with teams that they didn't start with, you know. Yeah. So, but I like the way Heinz Ward did it. I like the way Elway did it. You know, he retired and he wanted to stay in the same jersey. And fourteen years is enough, really. I mean, he's he's a Hall of Famer, I believe. Maybe not first ballot, but Heinz Ward was a great. One thing he did better than any wide receiver I've ever seen is block. <laughs> they said he was dirty though, Galen. Nah, he wasn't dirty, man. He was. <laughs> he was Galen, I seen him. I seen him come down. Hey. On uh, on a couple of them, man. I, I seen him. <laughs> oh, man, that boy, he he depleted a lot of people. Yeah, I know. I know. And they didn't hey, see him coming, Galen. If he was on the uh, New Orleans Saints, they would have claimed that he was in the bounty program. <laughs> <laughs> there goes the star for his helmet, right, Galen? Yeah, yeah. They would have been trying to see if he was in the bounty program because he was taking folks out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was good. So, but yeah, he's, he's yeah. Right what about Joe Montana? They didn't let him retire the Forty Nineers. Why? Because he felt he could play another year. Yeah, I was going to play another year. He, he he offered the restructured contract to play. But it's no loyalty, man. It's a business, and that's why Rice and 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 um, 
and uh, uh, Joe Montana both went other, and gave yeah. gave their services to other teams. And, but it kind of it kind of tarnishes your legacy, though. It, you know, that, that's the part I don't like about it. Yeah. You know, you still feel you can play, and most of us do feel that way. There's nobody, there's not too many people who leave any type of sport uh, under their own terms. You know, usually they're asked to leave, and uh, that's unfortunately, but that's just the way we are. We've been doing it since we were kids, and it's something that we love to do, and, you know, it's hard to leave it. You know, John Elway probably is one of the only ones, you know, that went out on his own terms, you know. Went on on top. Yep. That's true, Michael Jordan went to the Wizards, remember? Yeah, he went to the Wizards, and it's hard for It's hard, man. You know, you've been doing that since you was a kid. You enjoy doing it. You know, the money is just another extra perk with it, but it's, it's tough to do. Look at boxers. Look at look at all everybody. You know, they they just try to do it till they can't do it no more. But you know you got no win in your role. You got to play a blackout role. That's all I'm saying, though. You know, I know if I'm not out there running four three, I'm running four six. I gotta get that guy that's running four three, that starting spot, right? I guess if he can catch the ball, <laughs> I don't care if you run a four one. If you can't catch the ball, if you can't do what you're supposed to do, you, I don't care how fast yeah. you run doing it. You got to be productive. That four three's got to be more productive than my four six. That's right. Otherwise, you just stand on the sideline. Yeah, you know. Well, guys, that's our time. But next week, we're going to ask the question about Tebow and there's a bunch of them, man. I'm Kyle Warren with Dallas. they got a few questions about how that's going to work out. So thanks again, guys, for a All great right. show. All right. Thank you. Great show, guys. See you guys later. See you guys next week. Okay. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 